hello, said still with Sierra fam. This is a bittersweet episode, as it's the final episode in the Healing from Church Hurt series. If you're just tuning in for the first time, or maybe you've missed a few episodes, don't worry, you can go back and check out the other three episodes in this series, but it has been a fantastic four episodes with such groundbreaking dialogue. I want to give a special thank you to Phaedra Smith and Harmony Burton for joining me on this series and sharing their own stories. Now, in this episode, I ask the question, where do we go from here? As we wrap up this conversation for now on the podcast. I give you some practical tips and even read some of your responses. I hope you enjoy and happy listening. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Sit Still with Sierra. Thank you so much for tuning in. And if this is your first time, well, you are tuning in at the very end of a series that I've been doing for the past, I want to say, month and a half now. Um, I've been doing a series on healing from church hurt. I was inspired by my own journey this year of leaving my church of 13 years and embarking on this journey of, um, you know, being healed from some of the traumatic experiences that I endured there and what it really means to be a follower of Christ, what it really means to hear from God and know his voice. And so I was so inspired by my own conversations um, with my sister and my conversations that I've had in therapy and just my own little epiphanies that I've had this past year um, to make this into a series. And I have to say that the support and the response and the um, list, um, the amount of listeners, the support has been overwhelming and it's been, it's been pretty incredible to Um, see how many people are receptive to listening to this type of conversation and, you know, even crowding around people that have gone through something similar. And so I am excited to um, continue this conversation. I'm a little bittersweet and sad that it's coming to an end, but this is definitely not the end of me talking about church trauma, religious trauma, racial trauma. I'm definitely going to continue having those conversations. I'm going to continue writing about it as I have done. Um, and I'm going to continue, um, you know, even in the future on the podcast, if if it allows for me to continue having this conversation in this space, and I see that people want to continue having the conversation, I am totally game for doing another series, having more people on. Um, I do want to give a shout out to Phaedra Smith and Harmony Burton. They were my two guests that I had on in episode 29 and episode 30. So I want to thank them for being a part of this series because I really felt that it was important to have a licensed therapist um, and Phaedra Smith is a licensed therapist. I thought it was important to have her on and to really speak to the mental health side of it all. And then, of course, I had Harmony on the last episode and we just have some somewhat of a similar upbringing in the sense that we both grew up in church our whole lives. You know, we're just a few months apart. And so we have, you know, we're on a very similar journey right now as we are coming into who we are as young women and figuring things out for ourselves, unlearning a lot of trauma um, and false doctrine. And so if you missed any of the episodes, you can go back if you're listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts right now. All you got to do is go back and click. So if you have not been tuning into the entire series, I do encourage you encourage you to go back and listen to those maybe before you listen to this episode, just so that you don't feel like you're out of the loop. But without further ado, let's wrap this thing on up. And by the title of this episode, you can see that the topic of discussion is where do we go from here? And this is a really big question to ask. And I think that there isn't, of course, one definitive answer to this. I think that as we have opened, you know, the proverbial Pandora's box in this subject, 
I think that it's really important to continue these conversations, to continue unpacking this and to continue it, um, this healing process. I think that it's really important that we do realize that it is a process. It's not something that you just talk about one time and then everything is just going to go back to normal or everything is going to be peaches and cream. Sometimes talking about it, um, it can get ugly before it gets better. Um, it gets worse before it gets better. And that's the truth. Like when you allow the truth to come out and spill out, it does, you know, it does unlock a lot of things that you may not have even realized was trauma or things that you didn't even realize. But now in hindsight, you see, oh, that wasn't okay. That was service abuse. That was um, not okay. That was false doctrine. That wasn't even true. Um, and so I think that if anything, I hope that you get out of this series that I've done is that to one, to think for yourself. Um, you know, I look at my demographics. I know that everyone, for the most part, that listens to my podcast is 18 and up. So we are all adults. I think that it's important to think for yourself and have your own personal relationship with God and not to let a person or a group of people try and define your relationship with God for you. That's a big no-no. And so as I've been having these conversations on my social media platforms, I actually opened up the discussion to you all a bit because I wanted to hear from you. Um, obviously, I can't have every single person that has been tuning in on as a guest, but I wanted to use my you know, social media, Instagram and Facebook to kind of poll my listeners, poll my audience, poll my followers, and kind of get their perspective um, on church and their opinions on it now, if they've experienced church hurt. And so a couple weeks ago... I actually asked on my Instagram and my Facebook page. And so I just wanted to share these results because I don't want people to think that I am just nitpicking this one small issue that isn't really a problem for most people. I want you to realize that church trauma and church hurt is something that a lot of people have endured. Enough so that there are many, many studies on it. There are numerous, there's countless articles on it. There's several podcasts episodes and series on it. There are so many conversations and documentaries and think pieces about church trauma. So this is not just like this really microscopic issue that I just decided to highlight and make it seem like it's something bigger than what it really is. This is just my bubble and my circle, but of course, um, you know, the results that I'm going to read, but of course, this is a broader issue. This is a global issue. This is an issue that transcends denominations and transcend transcends um, different religions. And so, of course, I'm speaking from my perspective of being, of growing up as a Christian and being a follower of Christ now. Um, I was raised in non-denominational churches my entire life. And so I'm speaking from that perspective. And the, you know, my followers, of course, aren't, you know, representative of the entire population. But this is my world. This is my bubble of people. This is my group, um, that I know. And so I want to share that because I think that, again, it's important to understand that this isn't just a small issue. This is something huge. And so I want to be a part of that, um, the voice that speaks truth to the situation of church trauma. And if there's anything that I can do or say or be um, to help even just one person and their healing journey, then that is enough for me. So I asked you guys a couple of weeks ago, First off, I asked, were you raised in church? These are all very general questions. Um, and of course, I opened the floor for anyone that wanted to give more in-depth opinions and state and state any facts that they wanted to state or opinions about church. But the first three questions I asked are very general. So I asked, were you raised in church? 
and 66 of my followers said yes and 10 said no. And so that breakdown for Facebook would be 82% said they grew up in church and 17% said no. And then on Instagram, 90% said they did and 10% said no. So the vast majority of people on both platforms did grow up or they were raised in church. And this is something that I've talked about before, being in the Bible Belt um, of, you know, the, the, the southern states where church is something that is just a part of our culture in the south. You go to church whether you actually pay attention or not. Church is something that you do. Even if you only go for Christmas and Resurrection Sunday, church is something that a lot of people do. It has been a pillar in so many communities, particularly the black community, for eons. And so it's just second nature to us. It's not something... Um, it's not something that is particularly taboo. It's just something people do. So it's no surprise that the majority of my followers did grow up in church. But now I asked, do you currently attend church? So this is now, again, most of my listeners, most of my followers are 18 and up. I would say even 20 up. Um, and so I asked, do you currently attend church? And 38 followers on both Facebook and Instagram said yes, and 44 said no. So the breakdown for that would be 49% of Facebook followers said yes, 51% no, 51% said no, and then 44% on Instagram said yes, and 56% no. So the majority of my followers do not occur that answered. I just want to clarify that not every follower that I have participated, but the ones that did participate, the majority on both platforms said that they do not currently attend church. And of course, this is a general statement. There are so many nuances to this answer that could be due to the pandemic, that could be due to health issues, that could be due to their church may not be, you know, um, the church that they may have attended is no longer existing because of the pandemic. There's just so many caveats to this. Um, I didn't go in depth with, with every question. So the fact that they no longer attend church isn't necessarily, like, it's hard to say the reasoning behind it just based off of this general question. But now the last answer that I did ask could have somewhat or could definitely have an impact on why the majority of my followers no longer attend church. So my last question was, have you experienced church hurt? 57% or no, sorry, 57 of my followers said that they have and 19 have said that they haven't. Some of those people that said that they haven't messaged me and said, well, I didn't grow up in church. That's why I answered no. So again, there's caveats and nuances to these answers. But on Facebook, 81% said that they have experienced it and 19% said they haven't. And then on Instagram, 69% said that they have and 31% said that they haven't. So in conclusion, the majority of the people that did participate in the polls did say that they experienced church hurt, that they no longer attend church, and that they did grow up in church. And so I think that, you know, if there were to be a study or a poll on this on a wider scale, um, I'm not sure what trends would follow. Obviously, Pew Research Center, um, PRI, different organizations and different research centers that devote their time to doing religious studies could give a more in-depth answer. But as I mentioned in episode 30 with Harmony, um, according to Pew Research Center, the majority of or Gen Z and millennials are the least likely generations to attend church. We have the lowest church attendance um, out of all the generations that have been studied. And so I would say that this trend is the, the trend from my own personal results 
is on trend with bigger national or global results as well. And so I say all of that to say, like, why are you giving us these numbers? I think that it's important to realize, again, this isn't just a small scale issue. This is a national, this is a global issue. Again, this transcends denominations, this transcends religions. So many people have experienced church trauma, and a lot of people just really don't know what to do with it. I haven't seen nearly as many conversations about church trauma as I have seen about other types of trauma or in other spaces. And obviously that's because this is a conversation that is still stigmatized. So when I say where do we go from here, I think one of the biggest things that we have to do is we have to continue to have these conversations. There is healing in speaking about it. Um, I found healing in doing this podcast. I found healing in talking about it in therapy this past year. I found healing in talking about it with my sister. And so it's important to realize that speaking about it may seem... It may, it may be weighing you down, and when you get the space and the freedom to talk about it, you may feel lighter after. You may feel better, and you may not necessarily feel better as soon as you start having the conversations, but I have found, and I know many other people have found, that the more they continue to talk about it, the more healing and more freedom that they get out of it. And so I want to continue these conversations, like I said, although this series is coming to an end on my podcast for now, that's not to say that there will not be another series in the future continuing the conversation and having more people on. I'm going to continue in my reporting job, you know. I'm going to continue talking about race, politics, justice, and Christianity and the intersection of all four. And so I'm going to continue having these conversations, and my hope is that as we continue talking about it, it becomes more destigmatized because we need that. You know, church is often the place we run to when we experience trauma, so we feel like there's nowhere to go when we experience church trauma. It's kind of hard to talk about trauma that you've endured in church, at church, in the place where you were hurt and harmed. And so I think that this is just wishful thinking, but I, I would... I, I want there to be a space in churches where we are free to talk about the experiences that we've endured, maybe at a former church. That to me is really important. And it's not to gossip or just rag on and just um, just harp on our previous church, but there is healing and freedom. But of course, that's not something that I have seen. I'm not saying that that doesn't exist, but for the most part, there aren't you know small groups or there aren't widespread conversations about church trauma. In churches. And so again, like I said, usually when we experience trauma, whether it's physical abuse, sexual abuse, um, bullying, whatever it may be, eating disorders, we a lot of times people go to the church to talk about those experiences. And so a lot of people feel misplaced and displaced and they don't feel like they have anywhere to go to unpack church trauma. I want you to know that if you want to talk about it with me, um, there have been many people that have messaged me. I've seen people literally like while I'm grocery shopping or while I'm out and have run into people that I, you know, went to church with at some point. And they'll talk to me and they're like, thank you for your posts on social media. Thank you for talking about it. Thank you for um, taking a stance on Facebook or being vocal about it. And so I'm going to continue to be that pillar of support. And I want you to know that um, therapy is also a really, really great resource. I know that church and therapy have been at odds historically, but I think that it's time to also destigmatize that as well and to deconstruct that lie that you it's either church or therapy. I think that it's church and therapy. And I'm so grateful for my current pastor that, you know, a few months ago he talked about the need for 
you know, believers to have access to those resources. And he was like, I'm not a professional licensed therapist. Of course, I will pray for you. Of course, I will offer you the spiritual support that I can. But I thought it was really awesome that he also provided phone numbers and hotlines and websites and resources for individuals to get that type of mental, that type of mental counseling and help. It's important to realize that just because a person is a pastor, it doesn't mean that they have the qualifications or the knowledge to really help you when it comes to the mental health side of it. It's important that we are spiritually well and that we're mentally well. And so it is important to have both of those working in tandem and to not think that it only has to be one or only has to be the other. So therapy is something that I have always encouraged um, on the podcast, and I'm going to continue encouraging it. I know that there are older generations or there are certain demographics. I can speak to my experience um, in, in the black community. It is a stigmatized topic, and church has been a pillar for the black community in America since its inception. We have gone to the black church. It has been our, um, it has been our therapy. It has been our political advisement. It has been our spiritual support. It has been a place where we go when we're hungry, when we're homeless. So it has been a pillar for all of these different sectors in our life. But I think that it's okay for us to evolve and to change and be like, you know what? Okay, we went to church to get deliverance and healing in this one aspect, but how can we partner that healing aspect at church spiritually with the mental health side as well? Don't count it out, okay? Don't count out therapy. I know it may be stigmatized. I know that not everyone has access to it, unfortunately, but there are a number of resources um, that you can use that can give you like discounted therapy or you can even have access to free therapy. Um, Sometimes your job may provide it or I know a lot of college campuses offer free counseling. So really look into it and if you don't have any way, please reach out to me if you don't have any um, information or if you don't have your insurance that covers it, reach out to me and let me see if there's anything I can do to help you find information on getting access to therapy. But it is important, and like I said, I'm gonna I'm gonna continue encouraging it. So the first thing in regards to where do we go from here is continue to have these conversations. Number two is to find community. Community, community, community. There are so many people when I asked, you know, for them to give their own um, their own thoughts and opinions on church and their own thoughts and opinions on just the topic in general. A lot of people have said that, you know, it's just a space that they go to, to find like-minded community. And I really like that one person said, I appreciate having like-minded community, but it doesn't define my relationship with God. And I think that is so, so important because I think that we do sometimes put too, too big of expectations on a church to be and to do and to give us all the answers. And me and Phaedra Smith talked about that actually in episode 29, is that church is it can't define your entire relationship with God. You have to know that it is a resource, but it is not the source. And so continue to find community. If you don't feel like being in a traditional space, church space right now, that is completely fine. You can find community groups. You can find on-campus organizations. You can even start your own group. You can have, you know, church online. You can have private Facebook groups. I'm actually a part of a private Facebook group 
um, called Young Black Christians, and it has been so, it's really funny because we talk about a little bit of everything. There's about 6,000 of us in that group, but I've actually, when I joined the group, I was still in Tallahassee because I was still in school, and I actually ended up meeting up with some people in person that were currently living in Tallahassee as well. So, it's, you know, it's not to say that Facebook groups are definitely going to be your your community support always, but I did find that it was prosperous um, and fruitful to be in those groups. So if you can find a group or a community of people um, online that is kind of in a similar place as you, that might be helpful, especially as we're still in during the pandemic and you may not be able to necessarily meet in person with people. But also, again, having those on-campus organizations or even starting your own group, whether that's on a campus or if it's just in your community, could also be really impactful. You know, I think that a lot of people are in the same the same frame of mind to where they want that community, but they're just waiting for someone to do it. This is my encouragement to you. You be the one to do it. Um, I am just overwhelmed at how many people have been supporting this podcast series and how many people in the private Facebook group that I'm in that have said so many similar things that I have said as well um, with needing community and that is so important. We're not meant to do life on our own. We're not meant to go through traumas on our own. We need people. We need encouragement and so please find community and if you're having trouble finding community, again, you can reach out to me. I have been having trouble finding community as well. Um, I am grateful for one of my friends that has a women's empowerment group that meets monthly, and so that is something, um, but it is really hard right now. My church that I attend is still online for the time being um, until a couple months from now, and so it's just been really hard um, season, I guess, of feeling like I'm going through this alone in some sense, of being out in the wilderness, of not being able to meet with per people in person, not having a group of people like I had before when I had connect groups and dis discipleship groups at church and no longer being in school, um, I was a part of an on-campus women's Christian group and that was community. And so no longer having those things has been really, really hard. I'm not going to lie to you. It has been hard. I have been dealing with loneliness. I have been feeling like, when is this season going to end? But I believe that there are a lot of people that are going through this as well. And so, again, if you feel like you really can't find a group or a person or any community, feel free to reach out to me, um, especially if we are in the same city currently. Um, you know, I would be open to that, meeting up, just hanging out, talking, just finding people that you can just unpack this with and continue these conversations with. So please, please, please do what you can to find a community. So the third tip that I have for where do we go from here is to take off the unhealthy expectations of church. And again, me and Phaedra Smith talked about this quite a bit in episode 29, but this one is so crucial and this one will take time because if you are like me in Harmony and you've been raised in church your whole life, your ch church, like going to Wednesday night Bible studies, going to connect groups on a different weeknight, going to church on a Sunday morning, if you're like me and you volunteered a lot, being there early on Sundays, having extra rehearsals throughout the week, so much of your life becomes church. And so you start to place these unhealthy expectations of church on church. Um, you start to have these unhealthy expectations. And not only that, but sometimes we can look to pastors or leaders and exalt them to a place that we really shun it and it's really unhealthy. And so I actually want to read one of the 
responses that I got um, when I asked people to just, you know, kind of articulate their own thoughts and opinions on church. I got a lot of good responses, but there's just a few that I would like to read because, like I said, um, there were so many people that responded and there were so many good takeaways. But one person said, um, when I asked, what are your thoughts on church? They said, it should be a place for believers to gather and learn. Sometimes it turns into everything else. And I couldn't agree more. I think that church has become everything else than what it should be sometimes. And if we could get back to focusing on it being a place for gathering and learning and not a place where it's our everything, then I think that that would be crucial in, in taking off these unhealthy expectations. Another person responded and they said, I don't go for, I don't go to church for other people and that's very freeing. And I think that that's very important. That is important that you don't go because someone is forcing you to go, whether it's your parents or a family member or a pastor or a leader. That is an, uh, that, that falls into the category of having an unhealthy expectation. And in that same vein, someone else responded and they said that they are no longer putting unhealthy expectation on the church. Now, again, this is something that takes time because once you put these unhealthy expectations on on church and on church people, you kind of settle into that. And it can be really difficult sometimes to, to stray away and to have clear thinking again. But it is important that you don't put these unhealthy expectations on church because they will let you down. These people, these organizations, these buildings, they're going to let you down. You need to have a healthy understanding of what church is and what role pastors and leadership play in your life. Again, God is the source. Church and pastors are resources. They are not your sole source. And if they have become that, if you have exalted a church or a group of people or a pastor into that place, you have to understand that that is something that you have to undo. So we really have to get to a place where we don't put pastors on a pedestal that's too high. It's important that we remember that they're humans and that the church, an actual traditional church space, is made up of humans as well. They will let you down. They are going to disappoint disappoint you at some point but it's important to remember that again it's a resource and not the source and so my last tip for where do we go from here is don't rush the healing process I think that and this is something that I talked about with my therapist because I was feeling kind of anxious that I was taking too long to get healed from certain things and she was like you know this is something that we we do in church we 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 rush the healing process Healing is linear, okay? I have been a part of churches and a part of different programs where it's like, go on this two-day retreat or go on this one-day journey or go to this one class and be delivered from like 30 years of trauma. And I'm not saying that God can't do that in a moment. That's not what I'm saying. So please hear what I am saying. I'm not saying that God can't heal you in a moment because he most certainly can. However, healing is more times than not is a process. Just like when you get a cut on your hand and you know a few days will go by and it will start to scab over on its own and it will start to heal. It doesn't just heal all at once. You don't get a cut and then two seconds later, unless you're like Captain America who has a perfect immune system, um, you're not gonna immediately recover. It takes time. It takes, it takes a process to get to that healing place. And so it's the same it's in the same vein here when it comes to church trauma. It is a process. Just because you go through a rough patch 
or you may feel like you're going through a rough season right now, it doesn't mean that you've undone all your work. If you are in the process of being healed, just know that it could take a day, it could take a year, it could take a decade, it could take a lifetime, okay? There is no definitive time frame of when you must or will be healed. I think that it's important to, that is another unhealthy expectation, is thinking that, okay, I'm going to go to therapy for one session and then everything is going to be better. More than likely, no. Or it's not like, okay, I'm going to go and watch one sermon on deliverance and then everything is going to be better. Not necessarily. And that is okay. And there's nothing wrong with that. We don't have to rush the healing process. It's okay for it to take time. I can tell you that I left the church that I had been at for 13 years. I left at the end of January of this year. And I have definitely made milestones and I have definitely overcome so much. But I would be lying if I said, oh yeah, I'm just completely 100% healed doesn't bother me at all, yada, 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 that would be a lie because I'm not 100% healed because I've endured a lot of church hurt, not just from that church either, from just church in my entire life. And so it's okay if it takes you time and it's okay if you're not in the same place that another person is. It's not a race. There is no first place prize for being healed from church hurt or from being healed for anything for that matter. There is no prize. Take the time that you need and really get set free and really get healed. That's what's important. It's not about how quickly you can get to the healing process. It's about actually being healed. That's what it's about. And so I hope that as I've done this series, um, and as you may go back and listen to the different topics of service abuse or purity culture or mental health issues or all of the different topics that I've covered, I hope you realize that if you check off any of the boxes for any of the topics I've discussed, Those are all really heavy things to have endured. And it's okay to be like, okay, it's been three months now and I'm still kind of dealing with it. I still have some grief that I'm dealing with or I still have loneliness or I still have anger or I still have bitterness. That's okay. The fact that you are taking the steps and the fact that you are willing to be in the process of being healed is is what's more important. It's not about how quickly you can get healed. There is no first place prize, like I said. And so as I wrap up this series and as I continue to pray for all the people that did answer my Facebook and Instagram polls and even the ones that didn't, people that I know of that didn't necessarily participate, but I still know that they're going through things. As I continue praying about this topic and continue talking about this on my social media and continue writing about it, I just hope that I have been a support and a help to someone. I hope that something that I've said in all four and any four of these episodes has been an encouragement. And I hope that you know that you're not alone. Small little Facebook and Instagram poll shows that you're not. You're not the only one that's experienced church hurt. You're not the only one that's not currently attending church. And you're not the only one that was raised in church. So if you feel like you're really isolated and alone during this this period of your life, please know that you can reach out to me. And there are resources to find communities that can be of aid to you. And there are resources to find therapy if you're open and willing to do so. I'm so happy that I've had these conversations. I'm so happy that I've opened up this dialogue and I really have, you know, gotten healing myself during these four episodes. It has been freeing to talk about it and to know that I'm not alone in this. So I thank you all so much for coming on this series with me. Um, Please give me feedback. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please leave a review of the podcast. It is actually very helpful for me um, to leave a review, leave a comment. 
If you're following on Instagram, which I hope you are, at Sit Still with Sierra, please interact in the comments. Please interact with the post and the polls and the stories and everything that I have posted. It really is helpful. And again, thank you all so much for being brave and transparent and vulnerable and partaking in this journey with me. I will be back with a new episode and a new series very soon. Thank you all so much for listening and I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Thank you so much for calling.